0: Previously, on the Division Three's Finest Podcast.
1: Taysom Hill, I'm telling you guys right now, will be a great NFL quarterback if he steps in in New Orleans. Next Pib
2: Manning, Taysom Hill. What? No.
1: From what I understand, you've moved on to the uh, personal training game. Uh, so, like, what are the best kind of steroids that I could get?
2: That's a good question,
1: man. <laughs> uh... You took Sprite Cranberry over. Took, you
2: took Mr. Pib over Dr. Pepper.
1: I'd rather drink my own piss and <laughs> <cramming. laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I don't fear the mellow ball at all and then uh like those guys are just always they look like they're half asleep all the time.
1: I think what Shub yeah. is I try and ask is do you do you not have dragons?
0: Make oh,
3: nice. sure you have to so, a whole new
1: album I'll go seven, I, I feel seven. I feel like really good. I know. <laughs> this is this is the most energetic I've seen you all day, honestly. So uh, what do you do now? For a yeah, I, I work for Jacob, uh, You're uh professional now, a uh, big professional guy.
0: Episode seventy eight of the Division threes Fans podcast coming up next. What's up guys? Episode 78 of the Division 3's finest podcast. How's everyone doing?
1: Good, man. Happy to be here. You know, just got through some good interviews. Um, happy to see your guys' shining faces, as always.
0: For sure.
2: Yeah, I'm good, man. You know, 78 episodes. Crazy. Well, uh, uh, 75 78. for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not 78 for you. And, you know, eventually we're going to get doing? to 100. Sorry. So, we got to come up with some ideas for that one. That's I know. Gonna be a big we one have to.
1: You know, it's like 77 for you. So. Yeah, well, I was... Abroad, so you can't talk to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, missing one is (laughs) better. You're not
1: not as cultured as me, so (laughs) you can't count that one.
0: So uh, before we get started with our podcast preview and interview with Danny Serino, like always, we got to introduce our recurring guest and my dear friend from the OG Bethany Baseball Days, Andrew Gillen, also my friend and former Bethany teammate and co-host, would you like the honors of introducing the man real quick?
1: Yes, of course. Thank you, uh, Benjamin, my former friend at Bethany and current friend right now. Thank you very much for that introduction. Um, so I would like to introduce my current friend, former teammate, former friend.
0: Also a the coach.
1: Guest of the show. He's a coach.
0: He's a coach. He wants, to, he yeah, wants that second. to be known.
1: Coach Jacob the Bald Schubert. How you doing?
2: Great, man. you notice... Happy to be back here for my 75th episode, 78 for, the, for you guys, or for Ben, uh, 77 for Gil, and 75 for me, so happy to be
0: here. Huge numbers, guys. Big saving metrics, Huge. of course. So I think this went pretty well last week, so we're going to try it out again as our intro. So instead of kind of doing a weird intro with music queuing right into our interviews, we'll be doing a quick little preview before we start our interview. Uh, if you want to skip this section, feel free. Uh, we're just here to provide you guys the best listening experience possible. But every episode, we include time codes in our description. So, you know, they're there for a reason. So definitely utilize those if you're looking for anything specific. But, Shub, like I said at the top, my friend. My friend, I want to emphasize that because you've been a little insecure with our friendship lately for whatever
1: make a comment, but, uh,
0: reason. So you know, I'm, we're going to be overdoing that from now on, the next couple of weeks, just so you get that ingrained in your head. Uh, but you want to start us off with some of your thoughts on this interview?
2: Yeah, no, uh, I really enjoyed his superstition. I really enjoyed like a lot of the guys' superstitions, uh, but his was different. It wasn't. It, it was. It was just. I mean, it's I don't know how, What else to explain it besides? It was just different. Like you just have. They just have to listen to it. Like uh, a in lot of guys. Like other superstitious yeah, superstitious. in relation. In relation to other superstitions, like you know, guys have to wear certain socks or wear certain you know underwear and stuff like that. This like, it wasn't like that. It was completely different. So I liked it. I think the listeners will like it. It's a good interview. Ben, you got anything?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know it was a good superstition for sure. I think. it... You could make the argument that it's more of a routine, but you know, definitely, definitely practical and different from some of the superstitions we've heard. Not as crazy as you know, having to wear a cup when you pitch or you know, stuff like that. Some of the some of the other ones we've heard. But a, a couple other notes on the interview, I thought you know he had a good story. Ultimately, figuring out he had some you know trouble. Uh, towards the beginning of his career he seemed like he was always good at baseball but had some you know, distractions going on so you know definitely did a good job of figuring out and you know getting focused and he mentioned the mental game as well kind of getting that down and then my last note was I really liked that fancy yes I thought you know it went really well kind of random our last couple ones have had you know kind of a you know theme with what's going on this one was definitely out of right field but I thought it went pretty well as you know a creative one for sure
1: yeah for sure I mean you guys touched on a lot of the big ones uh, my biggest thing ben uh, like you said uh just kind of his like story his journey of kind of figuring things out kind of unique I guess uh, in a lot of sense it's not very like wasn't uh, like the cleanest of paths I guess like right. uh, I think it's you know one of the first things he I mean you'll you'll hear it but one of the first things he says like when he started out in high school you know just took me way off guard for a guy who you know ended up ultimately getting drafted so right. to hear that was kind of cool um that was my biggest thing just kind of a different maybe more roundabout story than you know we've been used to hearing
0: draft process was pretty unique to uh you know we've heard from previous guys on the pod they kind of had a feel you know it's going to be day three this is where i'm going to get picked this is probably the team i'm going to get picked It seemed like for him, he thought he was going to go a lot earlier than he actually did. So definitely a more stressful draft process than most of the guys we've had in the podcast. So that was definitely interesting as well to hear that.
1: I concur. I think that's all we got for the episode preview. Um, I hope you guys enjoy our interview with Cincinnati Reds minor leaguer Danny Serino.
0: Benjamin, please cue the air horn. A few moments later. (laughs) Now join us on the podcast, this is his first appearance on the show. He's a minor league pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, and he was also a standout D3 athlete at Rowan University in New Jersey before being selected in last year's draft. Repping the D3 community incredibly well, Danny Serino. First question, how's quarantine life going for you? And, you know, when can we get Joey Votto on the podcast? Uh, What's going on,
3: guys? I would say, I mean, quarantine is definitely not the best situation. I think I speak for Pretty much every baseball player, you know, you train all offseason. Just to obviously go to spring training. And for me, being drafted last year, that was my first spring training. So go there, get a little bit of a taste for it, start doing well, meeting everybody, all that. And then just getting it taken away from you. But, I mean, sent home is just – it was terrible. So, I mean, everything's everything sucks right now. But, I mean, right now, there's no really – I know they're talking about the major leaguers coming back and all that, but nothing set in stone right now. So I guess for us minor leaguers, especially I live in New Jersey, so I can't I can't do much. There's no gyms open. There's nothing really open. Mm. Got to go into every store with a mask and stuff. Uh, right. So I mean, every day I just we. So the good thing about the Reds is it's actually awesome being with the Reds because they're always in touch. We're always talking on Zoom call and stuff. And we're always chatting back and forth pretty much daily, weekly, whatever. Always checking in, seeing our videos. And they have a plan for us, whether it be workout with our trainers or a program with our coaching coordinator. So we're all, like, pretty well kept doing all that stuff. And, you know, you just follow it to the best you can. Some people have better situations than others. But for me, I'm just just going day by day, wake up. Obviously not working right now, so I got pretty much all day to train and just get better at the things that I'm not good at. That's just my philosophy on it right now. No matter if we get called back at the end of this year or if it happens go all the way till next year, and we don't get to play this year. Right. Just got to stay ready for whenever that call may come. Yeah. So,
2: all right. First big time journalism question here. Uh, the theme of our podcast name: Division Three Finest, comes from us being former, yet elite, Division three athletes who have now taken our talents to the podcast game. Uh, but like most Division three athletes, we were mainly just playing baseball for the love of the sport and trying to play as long as we could. Uh, now, now you're not like most D3 athletes. Like Ben said, you had an awesome college career at Rowan. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, and now you're getting paid to play baseball while we're still working on getting paid to podcast. Uh, but just real quick, give us a quick intro on yourself, your baseball background, and what drives your passion for the game.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I got a pretty widespread background for baseball, actually. In high school. I mean, I'll start yeah, – I guess we'll start with high school. I was, I was decent, but I was pretty much a troublemaker, so I wound up getting kicked off my team freshman year. Coaches didn't really like me, so I had to pr- prove myself. only played varsity for two years, and – I guess, I just, I wasn't really a hard worker or anything. I just kind of slacked off or whatever. I didn't really care, I just played sports, just to play them. And uh, I ended up uh, committing to Seton Hall to play baseball. So after I graduated high school in 14, and uh, I went to Seton Hall, and I had, a, I had some family stuff going on, some just personal stuff, so I left. And I went home, I took a full year off of school, in baseball, I didn't really know if I was going to come back to the sport or go to school. Just trying to figure stuff out. And pretty much in that time, I realized like baseball is like, the one thing that I'm good at. It's what makes me the most calm. Uh, just, it just makes me feel alive the most. So I wound up trying to go back to Seton Hall, which was a mistake for me because I just didn't, uh, I was an idiot, and I left again. On the way home actually I stopped at a junior college and I played there for a year and then my buddies actually, some of my hometown buddies went to uh, Rowan and I, went, I was just like yeah I'll come to Rowan like, hang out with you guys and talked to the coaches there. like yeah come play. I wound up going there for three years. My first year, kind of first time being away at a, uh, like a four year school. So. I'd say I was goofing off a lot, and I ended up getting myself hurt, hurt my elbow, and that with this, it was after his first conference week or something, so got shut down for the year, didn't play that year, couldn't redshirt, then I realized, like, what What am I doing, it's time to like, get a home that so I started training, actual baseball training, and stuff started working out, so I had two pretty good years, my junior year, uh, my junior year, yeah, my first year, like my first real college year, I was All-American that year, and I did well, and I realized like, I got a pretty big frame, but in my senior year, so I put on a bunch of weight, muscle-wise, got all my pitches better, faster, whatever you say, and I had a good senior year, and then for any D3 player, it's tough to get drafted, but like like most people say, if you're good, they'll come find you. It doesn't matter where you are, but... Yeah, so I had, had a good two years, made a name for myself, put, uh, put my name out there for people, and that's pretty much it, and just got a call last year for the draft. Yep. But,
1: uh, that's awesome, I mean it obviously sounds like you went through a good bit, so kind of having baseball is that, you know, like you said, kind of escape for you is, is huge, I feel like a lot of people probably can relate to that um so we tried something new last week and i think it went pretty well so we're going to try and go for it again um we're going to get into the draft process and other you know bigger baseball questions with this but to loosen things up a little bit and to get to know you a little better we're going to do some rapid fire questions um and now these are going to be some lighter questions basically you know we're looking for some quick answers or you know if you have a story or something obviously like feel free to share um but are you ready to get started Yeah, yeah awesome so, do you personally have any crazy baseball superstitions, and if not, what's a weird one that you've seen from a teammate?
3: Uh, I actually do. Um, so, I was I was a starter in college, and every night before I'd go to bed before a start, I would have to read two to three chapters of a book. Um, oh, oh, show off! Just, yeah, nice brag, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I did that because I can't pay attention when I read anyway. But think for me, it was just something I needed over there. to do making the rest of us look bad uh yeah i mean that i know i i mean that, i would say that was my biggest superstition I yeah pay attention no, that's to a good
1: one do, uh i've never i feel like i say this all the time but that's honestly one i probably thought i'd never like hear like uh, very specifically two to three chapters of a book the night before that's a weird one for me it's not it just doesn't feel like very related to the game like a lot of other superstitions like like game day or like
3: stuff like that yeah i mean it was the base it was the mental ABCs of pitching Uh, so i would i'm not a hater oh okay i gotcha yeah that makes sense yeah you know just something in my head like if you don't do this you're gonna suck tomorrow so you might as well
0: do it right right yeah because we've had more like just weird ones recently like oh i gotta put my shoes on this way or i gotta be wearing these like this kind of sliding shorts so that one's definitely you know makes sense to me i think sure. yours is
1: like normal which is
3: why it's like weird like reading a book is yeah, like I, a normal thing i agree <laughs> i mean i had the other ones like like you just said like i had a pretty nasty disgusting shirt that i would always wear no matter, <laughs> no matter how gross it was but uh, yeah but the book went not in my head first so that's a good. One. No,
1: those are both good ones. So, what was your personal favorite thing about Division Three baseball?
3: I just like the guys on my team. I mean, it was it was fun. It was, we just bonded right away. I mean, everyone was like you said, like kids don't go to like kids go to play Division Three just for the love of the game, and that's when everyone did, and you could just see that right away. With at least for my team, like we came together really good. Everyone was best yeah. friends. You no, know, it was just a lot of fun. No, you there for sure. Met met some great people uh, over the years, obviously.
1: Um, so what Shout is... Friends of the uh, what's the weirdest question you've gotten from either a scout or something strange you've seen on a questionnaire during the draft process?
3: Well, the weirdest thing I've heard from the scout, actually, is... My, I don't know it, I said My sophomore, junior year of college, I was, like, on Twitter... And I would like or retweet, like, some profanity and stuff. And, uh, I got a call from my head coach, and he said, "Yeah, scouts have been looking at your Twitter, and you need to delete your Twitter immediately and not, like, get a new one because of the stuff you're liking. So, oh, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess they uh, do look into that a lot more than people think.
1: Yeah, I guess people scrubbing their Twitters and stuff, that's justified, I guess. Yeah. Um... What was the longest bus ride you've had to go on uh, during your baseball career, and along with that, what's your go-to gas station snack?
3: Definitely New Jersey or Florida, so that's mm. that's a full day. Disgusting. Uh, that's, full, that's brutal. That's a full day on the bus, I would just sleep on the floor. Um, yeah, I go to bus station, uh, gas station snack, 100% of Slim Jim. I'm a big Slim Jim guy. Mm. That's, that's a big take. Actually, on
0: that, yeah. I like both of those. Right. So before we had a guy that said uh, Cliff Bars was his go-to gas station. Uh, so yeah, we
3: we were I still think he's lying.
0: Yeah, Cliff Bars. So, yeah, we weren't a big fan of that one. Nah,
3: he's lying. Yeah, that's not, that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. Like,
1: I don't even know if a gas station around me sells Cliff Bars. I think that's what I'm, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't actually think I've ever bought a protein bar from a gas station. That's so. well, not what you go there for. That's why. All right, so we got last question for Rapid Fire, um, and <laughs> this might be the last time we ask it because we've never been able to confirm it. But one of our, we told you we had other minor leaguers on, and one of them told us a story about how uh, in the Angels organization uh, during spring training, all players had to like pee on, on in a cup or like on a stick to do, to test their respective hydration levels. So, is that something that you guys have to do in Cincinnati? and you know maybe if not what's a more structured part of your day um that's like a little out of the
3: ordinary uh we didn't we didn't have to pee on a stick uh that's i mean that's different but we we did have like next to every urinal there's a hydration chart and you can and they had these new little machines this year you could pee in like a little cup pour it in there and it tell you then you you i tell you a number and then you look at the chart tells okay. you how hydrated you are and if you're not hydrated like what you need to drink like right away and if you're really hydrated you go to the hospital or something (laughs) there
1: you go alright that's the first person you're the first person to confirm that story so uh, I guess we'll have to keep it on for for next time
0: and is that like monitored by the team or is that something just like individually you're supposed to maintain
3: no they don't they don't look actually I remember them saying that they don't look at it at all it's pretty much for yourself
0: okay gotcha just to see yeah I guess yeah, that's a good option for teams to have. I guess. Um, So let's get back to. I love
3: it. I use it.
0: For sure. And so let's get back to some of the more conventional questions. So just getting more into your background, you touched on it a little bit in your intro, but your first year at Rowan was a good year for you. Pitched really well in seven appearances with a three point six zero ERA, and then from there you make even a bigger leap and become one of the best pitchers in the country your junior and senior year. So, just talk to us a little bit about your college career. You touched on it a little bit at the top, but you know, you touched more on some of your struggles. But was there like a specific moment that changed things, or maybe a breakout moment where all of a sudden you kind of flipped the switch from being a good baseball player to becoming a legitimate draft prospect?
3: Yeah, I mean, I always, I feel like I always have had athletic abilities, but I feel like in baseball, it's so, I'm. I guess to the outside eye, to the people who don't like watch baseball, and blah blah blah, I don't have never played, you don't really know how mental it really is until like you get farther and farther along. But like I said, like, I've always thrown hard, like I've always been strong, athletic, but I never, I never thought about baseball. I never sat down and like really honed in on the mental game, and that's why I was actually reading that book because it would really like calm me down. And by reading that book the night before. I would go into my starts the next day, and I would actually remember the book. And I'd say, okay, like, put yourself in this situation. Get yourself out of a bad situation. So I think the mental part of that really helped. And then I really followed a routine every week for the two years. And it would suck. I hated to go to the gym after practice. I would go home take a nap. I'd have to go to the gym at 8 o'clock at night, but I knew I knew if I didn't do it, like, I'm not getting stronger. I'm more susceptible to injury. You I just, know, I just really followed a routine. I told myself, like, every time someone else, someone came up to bat, I always tell myself, like, I'm better than you, I'm getting you out. And it's just really what you tell yourself and how focused you are mentally, how strong you can get your mind to be in baseball.
2: So just following up on that, walk us through your draft process a little bit. Was there any uncertainty going through, going into the draft? Did you have any idea what teams were looking at you? And, you know, ob- anyone who's played baseball, seriously, we've all had that dream of about the draft day phone call. But what did draft day look like for you personally? What was getting that phone call from the Reds like?
3: I got to say, those three days are the most, probably the most stressful days of my entire life. I had, obviously, a good year, talked to scouts all year, but I didn't really get any calls leading up to the draft. I mean, I had a good feeling. I would look at some of these groups at uh, the D1 level. I would look at all their stuff, look at all their numbers, and say, like, I could beat you. Like, I'm better than this kid. Like, I should be getting drafted. So, I mean, I had a good feeling. We, unfortunately, got bounced out of regions pretty early last year. So, I had a month off, and I didn't spend that time wisely honestly i didn't really train that much because i was so uncertain about the draft but so me and my agent had been talking my former uh not my agent anymore but my agent at the time we had been talking and i think it was day one the draft, and obviously i'm not going to call it day one but my agent calls says he was talking to a few different teams talking to like the mets the reds and he calls me on day two before the draft started and uh, he was like, Yeah, the Mets wanna take you as like a money a money saver, like a good senior pick, like do you wanna sign in the fourth or fifth round? And I was like, Yeah, like I'd love to like let's get it done. He was like, I think it's a good idea too. So I'm I'm thinking that that could possibly happen. I don't get a call from anyone for for this round, so that went out the window, then I get a call from a Red Scout, actually the Red Scout who drafted me, who was the one watching me, and he calls me I think it was the 6th or 7th round, and I was actually taking a mat because I was so pissed off, so I didn't even care anymore. And uh, he calls me, wakes me up, and he's like, hey, we're going to take him in the ninth round or the 10th round for a money saver. I'm like, okay, perfect, like awesome. Talking about that, got no call next to that. So, I mean, I was just pissed next day. was the last day of the draft. Obviously, there's about thirty. Whatever, thirty rounds, thirty plus, whatever it is, I can't remember. But uh I woke up, was just so uncertain and uh one of my buddies was actually over so uh, I went golfing, big golfer and uh came home. Yeah, I golf pretty much every day. But uh came home, it was the rounds were going on and on and I kinda just like shut myself down, was so pissed at like the world and everything, thought my baseball career was over. i'm sitting out on the dock like i live on the water so i'm I'm sitting out on the water and all of a sudden my buddy starts jumping up and down my buddy like my family everyone who was here starts like jumping and going crazy i'm not looking at my phone i'm just sitting there all miserable and they start telling me and then i get the call obviously from the Reds, and they call me after actually addressing me so i mean once that happened like it was kind of it was weird you don't really you don't really know how to act I mean it was it's so surreal like it took me a good couple of days a week until I actually showed up for a camp to uh, realize like what had just happened and like a dream came true I got my mm-hmm. chance but I mean there's no better feeling probably my entire life you know you work so hard yeah, for I imagine yeah
0: yeah it's one of the more well, yeah like...
3: that's pretty much my story
0: Yeah, that's one of the more unique stories we've heard. Like, most of them have been pretty straightforward. We've heard some, you know, cool ones, but that definitely was, you know, an up and down journey. I'm glad that, you know, you eventually got drafted, even though you thought you were going to go a lot earlier. Yeah, thanks.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I got my chance just like everyone
0: else. Right, yeah. Just got to get in. Yep. Yep, you get in, and then you're starting at the same level as everyone, so. And we know this is just the start for you, and it seems like Major League Baseball is making some strides in the right direction. Fingers crossed. So hopefully you guys are back at it soon. Uh, but just regarding last year's season, was your first year as a professional? Was there ever any like holy sh*t, welcome to the league moment? We'll bleep that out, of course. But either in spring training or seeing MLB guys take BP for the first time, where you're like, all right, this is you know this is a little different than what I'm accustomed to at the D three level.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think that would be. It's silly of me to say it wasn't a whole different scenery, but, I mean, I, I I told myself, I've been around good baseball players all my life, no matter if I ended up at D3. Leading up to that, I was around some of the best of the best, so I knew, like, those guys would be in there, and I'd seen them. Like, I played with on the same team as Michael Kopech at PG National, so I've seen these guys all play, seen them make crazy plays, seen all these guys' power, mm-hmm. and so I knew what I was getting into, but I would say... Like I said, um, that month before the draft, I didn't, I didn't prepare the way I wanted to. I kind of let my, my body, my mechanics, my, my head go to s**t. Sh- and we'll that. that didn't really play out for me too well. So I, I go away, and uh, I winded up closing for my debut. I did pretty good. I knew my mechanics were sh- had but like I think I had a five-out save for the win or something. So I'm flying high, got complacent right away. I was, I was like, all right, like I did it, I'm good, like I can play here. Didn't really do anything until my next appearance. I went in and I pitched against the Cardinals. I think like two or three days later, and got my rocked all over the field. I think I gave up five, four or five runs without getting out. <laughs> within within five minutes, had had fans in our own stadium like screaming at me and, and stuff. So it was. It was crazy, and it's funny how, how fast it'll come at you in Yeah, but that taught me a lesson, so I had to work a whole year to get my ERA back down, which was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, maybe that's just, like, something you, you
1: know, obviously it's the hard way, but I was going to say it's probably something that kind of kicked you into gear there, so now I don't think anybody wants yeah. to have that happen twice, so you can yeah. help it.
3: I mean, it was, yeah, it was something that. It told me right away, like, all right, you do that again, you're gonna get fired. So let's not let's
0: not do that. Right, like anyone that's watched The Last Dance, not to compare anyone to Michael Jordan, but he mentioned in the last episode, like maybe the best thing that happened to him was you know losing to the Magic. So maybe that three P doesn't happen if they don't get that hard loss. So sometimes you need some hardship to you know regroup and recover and make the best out of your career.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I I actually am happy. I'm grateful for the year that I had last year. I learned so much. I didn't have the best, like, I didn't have the best first season, but it taught me a lot. It taught me, and showed me the shit that I can't do. It showed me what I need to mm-hmm. do to be better. How to go higher and higher in the levels. And so, whenever we do get the call, I know I'll be ready and be ready to go.
1: Yeah. And so, last question uh, before we get into fantasy BS. Uh, like Ben said, it looks like baseball might be making a return soon. Uh, But for now, we're still stuck without sports, uh, unless you're staying up till 4 a.m. to watch the Korean Baseball League. Um, But personally, for you, uh, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, mostly maybe some working out in golf. But can you just kind of take us through what your daily routine looks like? Um, Is it mostly just staying in shape for when you get that call? Um, Or now that things are opening up, are you, you know, maybe throwing more, you know, just kind of... What do you have going on now in your day-to-day, and what are your thoughts on some of the proposals being thrown out, um, like robot umpires or a three-state league to bring baseball back?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I can just run you through. Like like today, today, for example, I woke up early, drove. I got no one around me, really, that, I mean, I can't go to the gym or anything. So luckily I have weights from my basement that I have taken outside, and one of my good buddies works out with me at a high school, now, so I've been working out every day, but I either wake up on my bullpen days. So I, I, I'm throwing every day. Today was a bullpen day. I go throw a bullpen. I come back home. I eat. I, and then I go work out. And I uh, I do these things for a while because I don't have anything else to do. And I like to be yeah. out of the house, obviously. Yeah. So, And then I'll probably wake up tomorrow. My arm will be sore as shit, so I'll probably wake up and go golfing. Just like every other day, yeah. Get done with doing that. Have a light toss tomorrow. Work out. Do my running. Pretty much the same thing every day. I mean, I stay, I'm staying ready. That's all. That's all we really can do now. Yeah, like I said, sure. Like we, we all talk, and there's nothing I know that you guys don't know. There's, there's nothing I I know that somebody else, like somebody who doesn't even follow sports knows right now. I know major leaguers are the planes and all that stuff. I I think it's great. I think. I think America needs, not not even just America, whoever watches baseball, I think people need to see sports, especially baseball in the summertime, right. I think, I think I it's really needed, and I know players are, some of MLB players are really iffy about, you know, leaving their families during this time, pay cuts, all that s***, but, mm-hmm. I mean, coming from where I am, like I would do anything to play right now, it's, and I think, right. I speak for a lot of players when I say that, but. Hopefully, things start to kick up right now, and we get good news and not good news, and whatever it is, it is what it is, so you just got to go from there. Sure.
1: Uh, would you argue with the robot umpire? Like, you know, you're painting the corner, or catcher does a great frame job, but you get, you know, you don't get the call, or you, are you saying something? <laughs> I don't, I hate that robot umpire thing. Like, I, I I think that's stupid. So you're definitely saying something to it if it if it doesn't give you a call. Oh,
3: absolutely. You're raising hell. I it speak, speak my mind, so, yeah. No matter what, I'm
0: saying And I got one Ram last question before fancy BS. So we've talked about this a little bit with some pitchers we've had on the podcast, but D3 umpires versus minor league umpires. We've heard from some hitters, They they say that, they prefer the D3 guys for sure, and pitchers seem to be on the minor league side. So, wh- who do you prefer, D3 umpires or minor league umpires?
3: If I had D3 umpires last year, I think I would have got promoted like three times. I mean, <laughs> I would much rather have them. They're just, they're, they're, done, they're so much bigger. They're so more black, basically. They're. It's, yeah, I would sure much rather have them. I mean, I think they make more bad calls, but they also have a huge, a way bigger zone that right. professional guys don't. So your mistakes go as strikes uh, where they don't do that in
0: Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's definitely fair.
1: All right, so I think we're ready for fantasy BS. Um, for all you first-time listeners out there, for our last segment of the podcast, uh, we like doing a fantasy draft of a random topic with our guests. Today's Fantasy BS topic is pretty random. We're doing three things we'd bring to a stranded island. I guess we've kind of been stranded during quarantine, so a little bit different, but kind of relates. Um, at this point, we know what's essential. We kind of have a better idea of what uh, that might look like. You know, This is about as close as we'll get to being stranded on an island. But anyways, we'll be doing three picks each, as our guest, uh, Danny Serena, will have the first pick. My friend and co-host Ben Gavlick will go second. I have the third pick, and last but not least, a recurring guest. And, of course, my friend as well, Jacob the Bald Schubers will go last. It is a snake draft, so that would be back-to-back for you, Shoe. Um But, all right, Danny, why why don't you start us off?
3: I, you got to give me a couple seconds to think about this one. No worries. Uh, no wrong answers, I'll say that. So if I'm gonna say, if I'm gonna say like food and drink, is that two different things, or is that one, or is that not a
1: thing? I um, I would say pick a specific food or drink that you would want with you.
3: Okay. Um. All right. So I'll definitely start. I'll start with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Okay. Okay. That's actually a great first pick. as Yeah. I mean, don't don't go AA on me, but.
1: I'm <laughs> no. I will, I certainly won't tell him
0: all right so i got this second pick here so i'm thinking more like essentials like i gotta have something to defend myself i gotta have something to you know kill animals while i'm out there on that island i'm between a couple different options but i'm gonna say i'm gonna say machete
3: Um,
1: I i was gonna take that one yeah
0: it, it, you know it's versatile it's a good weapon it's you know definitely gonna be good, good for defense and i can use it for hunting so yeah definitely going with that mm-hmm. all right deal you got the next got pick here.
1: yeah so that you kind of took mine. Uh, so that's a little bit messed up uh of you uh but my first one um i'm gonna go with a tent like a nice little roll-up tent pretty basic i think that'd be I think that's a top priority. some place to sleep, just straight up.
0: Right.
2: Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, I have back to back, correct? You. Right?
0: you do, Saint Draft, bud. Uh,
2: okay. Also, Gil. Um, it is Coach Jacob the Bald Schubert. You know okay,
1: that. I, so yeah, I I knew when I said it that I missed it, and I just I was hoping it would just slide by. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Coach. Yes, I'm going to catch that every time. Um, He's always always got a problem
0: with with our intro. Like, oh, you didn't say coach. Oh, you didn't call me your friend. Like, we can never have a perfect intro. It's (laughs) freaking bullshit. You
2: have, like, ten different titles. (laughs) Keeping you on your toes. That's what it is. All right, so my first pick, I'm going to go with uh, a life straw. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know what a life straw is, it filters the water when you drink through it. That's a great pick, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You seem to have really upset Ben with that. Yeah, that's a great pick. You seem to uh, and then with my second pick, I'm going with a machine gun with unlimited ammo.
0: That doesn't That's exist, not real, though. though. Yeah.
2: that's not a real thing to have. With
1: you. <laughs>
0: they don't even How have do that.
3: I think, I think that should be all right. Thank <laughs> you. The
0: guest said it. They don't even have that in <laughs> Fortnite. I, I'm. <laughs> you can take a machine gun, but not with unlimited ammo. I'm not want take.
3: machine gun with
0: enough ammo. Okay, I'm just saying machine gun.
3: <laughs> no,
0: fam. Let's go. All right, Gil, you got another pick here.
1: <laughs> so my second one. Let me get my list
0: back up here.
1: Oh, this one. I don't know how essential it is, but it might be depending on how you look at it.
0: So right at this moment, when Gil is about to make his pick, my laptop stopped recording. Uh, this happens from time to time. Usually, it happens during a spot where you know it's the middle of a question or something. So we'll just re re ask the question. But it was during Gil making an actual pick, so this is the first time this has actually happened, but just for the record, Gil picked Bug Spray. Uh, he'll make some comments after this when you know we start recording again. But yeah, just for the record shows, Gil picked Bug Spray. Back to the interview.
2: Yeah, murder
1: hornets. Yeah, yeah just on just assume that I'm just assuming that they're on whatever island we're stranded on.
0: Alright, so my next pick Bug here, why not help you
1: there? Yeah, hey, true. I can only hope though. It'll it, it's not gonna hurt.
0: Yeah,
3: that's true.
1: That's
0: true. Alright, so my next pick here, uh, Gil took tent, so I took one from him, he took one from me. I'm gonna go with a hammock though. Uh it's not gonna keep me as comfortable, but definitely it's gonna be more comfortable than sleeping on sand or you know, whatever you got out there. So I'm going with hammock.
3: All
0: right, Danny, you uh got back to back picks here. Um
3: uh, I'll be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
0: you got two picks in a row. Alright,
3: um, I mean, you guys took it a whole different direction than I was thinking. You guys went all social, but... There's no wrong, wrong, wrong I guess, answer. I got not some no ones on here. I'm just saying, I, uh, I definitely like where you guys went with a hammock and tent, but I think I've watched enough making and Afraid or whatever to learn how to build a, my own little tent or bed, so... I'm going to go... <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're not as cool or outdoorsy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just trying to make myself sound good. But uh, I'm going to go... He said machine gun with unlimited bullets. I'm going to take... Enough bullets. Enough bullets. I'm going to take... Can I go golf club with enough golf balls so I can use it as a weapon and for fun? Yeah, I would
1: give you... I'll give you unlimited golf balls. I'm not willing to give unlimited ammo away.
3: I appreciate that.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on the graphic as golf club plus balls with, uh, for protection slash fun, on the graphic.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, you're gonna need a bigger, you're gonna need a bigger graphic.
0: <laughs> All right, so you got uh, one more pick here.
3: I'm guessing you can use the weapon to kill for your food, right? Is that, is that the route you guys are taking?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so I
3: got a house, I got a golf club, I got some alcohol. Can I bring like a, a, a TV and cable or or no? I, I don't know what you're gonna do with it out there
1: on the island, but you yeah, I don't
3: get
1: respect. I would figure not. You gotta plug it in somewhere.
2: Why not? Ah, how
3: about my my cell phone? I'll figure out a way to charge it. Like <laughs> that that's good. No, yeah, you. That's a good one.
1: Yeah,
2: that'll work. <laughs>
0: All right, so this one, I'm between. I have some fun options for activities or I could go more practical. I guess I'm gonna go practical because so one of my thoughts was I wasn't sure if I'm gonna be stuck on the island with like other people or just myself. Like if it's just myself, I'm not gonna bring a frisbee. while if there's other people there, you know you can play multiple games of the Frisbee, like Ultimate Frisbee or Frisbee golf. You can do some things with that. But if it's just me, I think I'm just gonna go practical. I'm gonna go with a huge box of matches so I can start some fire. So there's no good if I can kill animals and I can't, you know, cook it. So I mean, obviously, you know, sticks you can figure out to make fire. But if I have the huge box of matches, I can do it on a more consistent basis and easier. So I'm gonna go with that.
3: Might light the whole island on fire. Yeah, that's true. That's a risk
0: (laughs) you gotta take though for some good meat.
3: All right, so my last pick,
2: correct?
1: Oh, uh, no,
0: Gil's up. He's muted, though. I think he muted his Oh, uh, Gil's up? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: I did. It's a good call. Uh, but I am up thank you for Thank you for trying to take my pick. Cool. Um, I got one. I might have to save it for honorable mentions because I don't know if I want to show it showing up on my graphic. Um, I'm going to stick to practical. I'm going to stay. Machete was taken, but I'm going to go with, like, a hatchet. Maybe not as good for defending myself, but practical tool to, to help me
2: survive out there
0: for
2: sure yeah i like that yeah no, i respect that uh my last pick uh i'm gonna need some clarification probably on this Ben, uh can i just take medicine or do i think it's specific medicine well i would imagine specific i mean like what the f- is that? like yeah I, <laughs> can i just say all the medicine or do I have to be specific? Because if I'm willing to get specific, just give me Advil, because that basically cures everything. I think Advil's a good pick on its own. I don't think you got to make Advil. I'll take, I'll take Advil, yeah. yeah Advil would
3: a good, good pick. Can I just take medicine?
0: <laughs> that might have to be a sound bite. Like, what the <laughs> f*** is medicine? You're going to take the whole freaking pharmacy?
1: Like, <laughs> just whatever you happen to contract, you
3: just, <laughs> that's what the pill does. <laughs> you just pop that in. Yeah, were
1: you thinking, like, NyQuil, NyQuil there? <laughs> just, like, whatever he needs. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man, I, I really could go for some NyQuil. Just pop open a box, my
2: medicine box. There it is. It's just there. <laughs> it's <a> magical.
0: <laughs> oh, I got a rash? Cool, I'll just pop open this box of medicine. I'll take care of this rash. There's some
1: skin cream there where the NyQuil used to be. <laughs>
0: all right so i'm sure we have a couple of honorable mentions should we run through those real quick before we wrap this up
1: yeah i mean sure you got any ben you you always last to go an honorable mention i think we should let you go first
0: that is true i'm kind of i think i should have taken this in the draft i had inflatable boat or banana boat i think that'd be fun you,
1: i, no, I didn't have an inflatable raft also
3: yeah that's not what i thought you were gonna say yeah
0: yeah i, I should have taken I was that.
3: Also that as well.
0: i should have taken that with my last pick but you know it, it is what it is I had one. I think this would have been kind of cheating, like uh, shoes, medicine, pick, uh, a Book for Dummies <laughs> collection, just so I could learn like a bunch of practical skills. But they what'd you say? A Book for Dummies collection, just so I could learn like a bunch of practical <laughs> skills. But like, I, there's like hundreds of books for dummies, so that would have been like a cheating pick for sure. And then I had some sources of entertainment, like a basketball plus a mini hoop, frisbee, a spike ball set, a deck of cards, I, so, some stuff like that, some entertainment sources. So yeah.
1: You should have said uh, Island Survival for Dummies. That should have been the pick.
0: Yeah, true. That would have been a good one. That's
1: just everything you need right there.
0: True. Uh, You guys got any other ones?
1: Yeah, I guess this is... So, Ben, when you started saying inflatable, I have here, in quotations, uh, a special inflatable friend. Um, That was the one I was on the fence about (laughs) throwing on the graphic. Um,
0: Baymax from Big Hero 6?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like that that's that's exactly what I meant um, but that was probably like my best honorable mention I had like I had, like books like you said Ben oh uh, like a, a, a home brewery kit where you make like your own beer
0: that's a good one, one of those. for sure so,
1: a little oh, yeah. more yeah definitely flare gun sorry I had that one too
0: ooh <laughs> that probably would have been the best pick
3: but <laughs> well <if> it is it is <laughs> I should have wrote some stuff down. I went off the top of my head here. It's yeah, more impressive, honestly. Yeah, I'm pretty, I don't even have any honorable mentions, actually. I'm pretty stoked about my picks. Yeah, you, I, I, I was, was going to say, you got some good one. ones out for being off the top. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm not mad at myself there.
1: I actually don't have anything. Uh, but not taken. He used, used, used it all up. Medicine was his. <laughs> you should know he didn't have any when he tried to get away with medicine as <laughs> his third one.
2: You should have known he didn't have anything left. That's a hundred
0: percent true. She's usually a big Google guy. He has a bunch of pics ready, but I guess yeah, he didn't have time to Google stuff this week. So that's very unfortunate.
1: And that's the thing is, like, this is like, I don't know. I feel like I would have given you this one. Google. You would you would Google like basic stuff,
2: like stuff you don't even gotta Google. You Google that, but then like stuff well, like this, like I was
1: making going, it on, like, I
2: was baking on cell phone, making it. I
0: had satellite phone on, Yeah, I had satellite phone. When that
2: didn't make it, I thought, okay, matches. And then Ben decided to take all the matches. Yeah, big boxes. Yeah, huge box. (laughs) The biggest
0: box. What's more realistic to have a huge box of matches than Infinity Ammo? Enough,
2: enough
0: ammo. I'm pissed you got the Life Straw, though. I I, I had that on my list. I was very disappointed when you got Life Straw. So, huge props to you on that. Okay, I think that's all we have for Fancy BS. Uh, Danny, last thing we have before we let you go, but just to close things out, going with our Division Three's finest theme. Unfortunately, at the D Three level, things typically don't come as easy for us. You know, travel's a little tougher. Like you mentioned, traveling from New York to Florida—that's you know definitely not something Division program, Division One programs are doing. Uh, uniforms usually aren't as nice. No locker room. You name it, we probably don't have it. But personally, for you, when we mentioned best D three stories, does anything come to mind specifically? Anything funny or crazy that happened at Rowan that you could never imagine happening at the D one or pro level?
3: Uh, I think there's a lot to be honest. Uh, which route should I take here? I think I'll go with like the the fundraising that we had to do. I I had to be
0: yeah, we had that as well.
3: I had to be a chef at a homecoming football game. Wow. I cooked thousands of people hot dogs, so that was was terrible. I I don't think that would happen at a D1 school. Probably not. That was pretty fun. Yeah. That happened three years in a row, too, so that was was just an ongoing thing. You were like a master chef. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was pretty good at it. Not Not to to brag, brag. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had.
0: We had stuff for front fundraising, like doing security for football games, either like Steeler games or West Virginia games, but we never had to cook at homecoming, so I guess we're thankful for that one.
3: Yeah, uh, I thought it was weird. Uh, that's what
0: I like. That's what I uh, All right, cool. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast, Danny. Hopefully you guys can get back to, to it soon, and we're wishing you the best of luck with your career going forward.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. You guys take care, and hopefully we could uh, get baseball back soon.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's K Weezy and we back.
1: The rise to the throne. Envy. Yeah. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree. All these people, phonies, just wanna be like me. Your baddest girl be all on my D. The stuff you pay for, for me, it's free. Because I got Ben Franklin's, I got Ben Franklin's. No need for hatin', I'm not a doctor, I ain't got patients. All I got is papers and a lot of haters.
2: Shout out to my home dog, they all got prayers.